a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. One dad had a picture of Farrah Fawcett on her wall as a young kid. The other's Tom. Why are you laughing? Oh, because that was the third time you tried to do that That intro. is not. This is the first time. We <laughs> record this as live. Do you even know who Farrah Fawcett is? No. She was a pinup wall. Oh, man, she was gorgeous. Smoking? Oh, yeah. And so, like, young kids my age, because I don't think kids nowadays have posters on their wall. Can we, can we pull it up? Farrah Fawcett? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she just recently passed away. Oh, rest but like, in peace. It, yeah, every kid my age had a picture of Farrah Fawcett on her wall. I was... Uh, what do you mean, no? Well, yeah, Josh is younger. I was Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson. She was Pamela Anderson before Pamela Anderson was Pamela Anderson. Oh, okay. Yeah, Farrah Fawcett and Heather Thomas and Heather Locklear. Those are the three posters I had on my wall. Really? Did you get a picture of her? You can't show it? Let's see. It's not very not safe. Come on, let's see what we got. Uh, What is it? Bikini or something? Yeah, just put it. Can we get a dress? Can we get one in a dress? I'm trying to find it. (laughs) Yeah, she didn't wear a lot of dresses. She she didn't wear a lot of anything. Oh, was she a porn star? No, she was not a porn star. I don't know what she is. She was an actress. Oh, she was a Charlie's Angel. I think. Surely there's one in a dress. Then she goes to Grammys. You're probably the only guy that's ever Googled Farrah Fawcett in a dress. Hey Suri. Sorry. Give me a picture of Farrah Fawcett. Okay, I found one. Where oh, we got one. She we got is one. a normal looking person. I couldn't find it in magic in your photos. Oh, there she is. Oh, yeah, stunning. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, she looks like um Princess Diane. A little bit, yeah. 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 Princess Diana, sorry, not Diane. Yeah, she was one of the original Charlie's Angels. Remember the Charlie's Angels? Uh Queen B? Beyonce was a part of that, wasn't she? <laughs> no. It was a TV show in the 80s. Oh. It was about three ladies who'd go around and solve crimes, and they were bad. They were cool. They were tough. Yeah. Who was I thinking of? The, I was thinking of the- Destiny's Child? Destiny's Child. <laughs> but Beyonce wasn't a part of that. Or yeah, was she, she? Was. She, she was. She was. She yeah. was. Sure. Yeah. Destiny's was, Child was It was cool. Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, and then the other girl. Yeah. That was fun. They were the good days, man. Were they? I loved those days. Now, in Australia, as a young lad, did you have posters on the wall? Yep. Of who? Pamela Anderson was one. Uh-huh. I think I had, at some stage, I think I had Jennifer Aniston, too. 
From Friends? Yeah, she was beautiful. A lot of people styled their hair after whatever Jennifer Aniston was going. I really? remember I dated a girl in college, and she came back, and everyone was like, oh, did you see Paige? She got a Jennifer Aniston cut. And I was like, oh, cool. Have you ever, speaking of which, have you ever been to a hairdresser or a barber shop and shown the barber like a photo of like a celebrity and been like, this is what I want? No. I have. And, and who was the celebrity? David Beckham. And it was it when it was like the straight oh, up? No, no, I'll pull up the hair. Because while you're pulling that up, you kind of got me in a fight with my girlfriend this weekend, and it had to do with our hair. Well, I got a, I got a text message from Leslie Yeah, what this is, weekend. Yeah. And so basically she says we both look like we're homeless and we need to go to the barber. Wait, she said that to me? She said that about me as well? I thought she said it was just you. This was the exact photo I showed the barber. Let's you see. ready? Yeah. Oh, a faux hawk. It's, yeah, my little mohawk thing. No, it's uh, a faux hawk. Because that camera can see, maybe? Yeah, it's a faux hawk. Not a mohawk. Because it's not a real... Like, you don't commit. Because you didn't go down to the to scalp on the sides. That's a mohawk. Oh, okay. This right. is a faux hawk because right. you still leave a little on the side. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dangerous, but not that dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm bad, but not that bad. So, when you took that to him, did the barber go, oh, yeah, we can do this? Yep. Did you do it? It didn't look nearly as good, but we did it. And then I was on vacation at the time with a friend up um, up the north. Um, what does that beach, mean? Just up the north coast okay. of Australia. Because Melbourne, where I used to live, is down south a bit. Anyway, I was up more in the tropical area. And I come home, and my mum and dad group me at the airport. And they're like, no way. They're like, you can't go to school like that. I'm like, yes, I can. We got into this big argument. Uh-huh. And my friend, who I uh, we called him Jemmo. His last name was Jemison. And uh, I told them that, I, well, if you're not going to let me keep the haircut, I'm just going to go live with the Jemisons. Uh-huh. And I must have been like, I don't know, 15, 16. And still to this day, they give me a hard time and they say, Tom, if you don't like it, just go live with the Jemisons. <laughs> like, forever. <laughs> like, I mean, just, but I love that hair. Oh, I love that hair. But so how, how, what's the conclusion of the story? Did you fix it? Well, they, I think they uh, ended up, I think I got to keep the faux hawk, but I had to, because it was kind of bleached at the top, like what David's was. Yeah. Um, I think I had to dye it back to my original hair color. So back in the mid-'80s, mm. breakdancing was cool, and my mom hired these two breakdancers to come up to our house and teach the neighborhood kids how to breakdance. Nice. And so my mom had a beauty salon in the bottom of her house, so we'd move the chair out there, and there's this perfect floor for spinning, popping, and locking, and all that stuff. Well, during that whole breakdancing craze... There was this thing that was really popular called tails. Do you know what tails are? I don't. So it's kind of when you had long hair in the back... And then you cut it all the way to the middle, and you just left a long piece of hair, and that was a tail. Oh, like a rat tail. Yes. A rat tail. Yes, yes, and yes. And so I did that because you, okay, that was cool. Right. How and old were you? I was probably 8 to 10. Oh, you were quite young. Yeah. Oh, okay. And my parents were divorced at the time. Right. And I called my dad, and I said, hey, Dad, what would you think if I got a tail? He goes, well, I wouldn't because you won't. And I went, huh. <laughs> cool, Dad. Cool. But that next weekend, I had a tail, and I went over there, and I went over to my dad's, and he goes, let me see that. And I go, what? And he goes, let me see the back of your head. So I turn around, and there's a rat tail. And my dad's always known for having a pocket knife in his pocket. Was he a hunter? No, I, I don't know why. No, That's he, scary. That's but scary. Yeah, but it was just like a little flip pocket knife. I Is think it? back in the days, everyone carried a pocket okay. knife. And so he pulled it out, cut the tail off, and he goes, guess we're not talking about that no more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dad. My friend had a had a little rat tail for years, and he would hide it. 
So, because, like, go, you couldn't have it at school. They'd make you chop it off. So he would just... Um, T- oh, tuck it up? He tucked it up behind the ear or something. There was a way he kind of hid it. Uh-huh. You should have done that. <sighs> you were 10. You probably weren't quite yeah. smart enough at that age. Well, I guess, what, Bowden's nine. Yeah. He's a smart fella. Yeah, way smarter than me. Really? Yeah. Thanks to Google. Google and you, the YouTube? The YouTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, he lives on Google and the YouTube. Really? Like, he asked me some of the most bizarre questions. Can you remember what they are? He's like, hey, Dad, do you know about the red planet? And I go, Mars? And he goes, yeah. And then he just went into some deep conversation about it. And I was like, whoa. Like stuff you've never heard about? Yeah. Wow. Like, like, he just goes in these deep dives on the on the Google, man. He's just, he's crazy. The Wikipedia probably, too. I don't know, but anybody can post anything on Wikipedia. Dangerous. Hey, so let's get back to the haircut. So you got me into a fight. Yeah, sorry. What happened? So talk me through this. So so I got a text. I'll read the text once you tell me kind of a, the pre-story. Like, this is an ongoing fight, and probably for the past two years. Leslie is under the assumption that I should be getting a haircut every four to five weeks, which okay. seems excessive. It does, but okay. But, I- and, and I time to think that I only get a haircut when I absolutely need one. I'll go real short, and then I'll let it grow out for three to four months. Like, would you buzz it to, like, a two or a three? I did that once, Uh and I looked like Mark Hackett, and I scared my kids. (laughs) True story. And so I was like, "Ah, I can't do that. No, but I think the power's in the curls. And so she said, hey, when are you and Tom going to get a haircut? And I said, well, I've been talking to Tom for a month about the... Floby? A Floby. And, and you need to order the Floby. Management is giving you the okay to order a Floby. I know. I keep forgetting. How, I sent you a link on the Floby. <laughs> now, if you don't know what the Floby is, this was popular in the 80s, 90s, and perfect for a pandemic. It is perfect for a pandemic because you, you can cut it yourself. That's or right. Or you can have somebody cut it for you relative. But basically, all it is is an attachment to your vacuum, and you put it in there, and you... Then suck your hair up, and then it cuts your hair evenly. And there's different spacers on there, so you can do a two, three, four, five, whatever you want. And so my idea is, does we'll it not it... hurt? I don't know. I've never done it. Oh, you've never done it? No. But I thought it'd be fun to give each other haircuts with the flobies, and then we'll give it away. I don't know if anybody's going to want the floby once we've used it on our own hair. Why? Because I don't know if people look at our hair and say that's the cleanest head of hair I've seen in a while. You don't wash your hair every day. Not every day. What do you, do you mean not every day? You wash your hair every day? Every day. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll and, speak for myself. And conditioner. I'd probably go like two or three times a week, which I think is probably Which adequate. is insane. So you get in the shower and what? You don't do it because you're saving time? Oh, uh, I, I mean, like if my hair feels dirty, I, I'll wash my hair. But what about after working out and sweating, doing yard work? I mean, you should probably do something that's going to make your hair dirty every day. No, see, I don't do that. I don't know about this. Sometimes I feel like I know you, and then sometimes I don't. Well, this is the text message I got from Leslie over the weekend. Tom, Leslie speaking. We really need Casey to get a haircut. What do we we need to do to make this happen? He thinks he can pull off hair like Josh. Ooh. You know what? So here's the thing about Josh, and if you don't know about Josh, he's our producer. We call him our son. Uh, So the girls who have been listening to the podcast at Leslie's work, they all kind of wanted to know what Josh looked like. So this weekend, I sent a picture of you, and they said, ooh. What what photo did you send? Oh, it was good. Let me see. Because I don't really save anyone's name in there, but I know what they called you. What do you mean? What, what What did you just say? So I don't say people's names in there. So, but in where, though? Why is he looking all weird and sultry? 
He looks like sexy Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. And then I sent him this picture of you all clean cut. Click it. Click huh, it. Look at that. Make it bigger. Look at that. That that looks like you're a Gap ad model. <laughs> Gap ad model? Uh-huh. Right? Not even oh, old. I used to rock Gap all the time. Okay, hold on one second. So that Josh doesn't look like that anymore, though. No, he doesn't. He looks like sexy Jesus. Let's see if she answers. You were O for what, three last week? Yeah, this, she'll answer this time. You said that last time. Come on, Leslie. Pick up the phone. I got you. Hey, don't say anything sexist. What are you doing? Just working. Hey, so I'm sitting here battling back and forth with Tom, and we're talking about our hair. And I didn't, re- I didn't realize in the text you sent him saying that I can't pull off hair like Josh. So now that you've got a platform and everybody's listening, what do you not like about my hair? Just everywhere. What do you mean? It's just everywhere. And I think that you think because it's long, it hides all your bobbing spots. That doesn't mean that you can still grow hair. But most of it's hid underneath the hat. And so what I do is I like the curls that comes underneath it. I think that's like a calling card because as we've learned, curls get the girls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just, yeah. Well, kind of cut like an old lady grandma hair. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not like really. We could, throw, we could throw you in rollers and put you under a dryer and you could go bowling and fit right in. I, and I love bowling. I can get a turkey almost nine out of ten times. But real quick, here's the gift that you brought for Josh. Not cooking it. Yep, there you Oh. <laughs> so this is a... Uh, That's Leslie gave you that. She uh, bought it on Amazon. Leslie, thank you for the gift. You're very welcome. Hopefully it's soft enough. Yeah, no, it looks splendid. For those who are just joining us or maybe haven't heard our previous episodes, this is a loofah sponge loofah. on a stick. So now you can wash your backside. My like not my well my back yeah yeah backside's yeah. the undercarriage yeah yeah no undercarriage work there no but the, I do need to wash my back because yeah. I haven't washed my back in years hey guess what Tom says he only washes his hair two or three times a week oh lordy okay all right we gotta let you go okay bye Josh how many times do you wash your hair uh, not every day. You- no, it's not healthy. You're not supposed to wash your okay, hair. Okay, that's every what I thought. Day. No, that's what well, that's I why thought. you're not washing it. Well, I guess it depends. It depends. <laughs> you guys are idiots. It, it, it depends you're on your so skin dumb. and stuff. I'm not dumb. You're dumb, man. Hey, this is awesome. Yeah, I think this would be great for. Yeah, it's soft. Yeah, she said because you have sensitive skin. Yeah, I like this a lot. I'm going to use it. Well, yeah. Well, that's why we gave it to you. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I mean, I didn't give it to you. Leslie gave it to you. Can we go back to that phone call really quick? Yeah. Um, she called you bald. Yeah, I've got a pretty big bald spot. Let's see. Where? Oh, right on the crown. <laughs> Prove it. I've kind of got a bald spot. <sighs> oh, man. You know what you need to do? What? You, it's a company called Keeps. I use Rogaine, but I get the minoxidil, the stuff you get at the you Costco. You can put your hat back on, by the way. That's all right. Can you see it? Yeah, that's... My older brother says it looks like somebody threw bologna on the back of my head. <laughs> Is that the redneck? Yeah. Nice. The one who believes in Sasquatches. <laughs> he goes, have me on. I'll tell the Sasquatch story. We tried. We called him. He I know. Answer. I said answer the phone next time. 
That's Yancey. Are, wait, are you, are your other brothers balding slash bald? My older brother, Yancey, has no hair. Oh, okay. So it's in the family. Uh, I mean, I – and I'm younger than you are. Well, I just saw some, like, dust come out of my hair when I That's because you don't wash it every I day. I wash it three three times a week. Is that pretty bad? It's very thin. It doesn't look like baloney, but it looks like maybe – Is a, it a patch? Yeah, yeah, it's a patch. Yeah. Is your dad bald? Mm, thin. So you think Keeps is better than the Rogaine, the Minoxidil? Yeah. Why? Well, it's the same stuff, I think. Yeah, but they have other stuff too. Yeah. Do you think I, it's because Keeps works for me. I, look, I here's here's my hair loss story, and I'm sure many dads out there can relate. And I think we should talk about this because this too. is something that most dads can relate to. I do too. Um, I was young. I was well. I still am relatively young, 28. But I was probably 24. Mm-hmm. 23, 24, when I started realizing I was thinning, mm-hmm. which I thought, boy, it's quite young to be doing that, you know. But, and I blame a lot of stress in my life. Oh, what, playing for collegiate football? That that did cause me a lot of stress. And then, you know, aspiring to play in the National Football League and trying, like, that was, mentally it was a strain. Okay. And so I do have, I do put a decent amount of blame, I guess, on that. Anyway, long story short. And so I started toying around with a few things, jumped on the Amazon and um, bought a few, I don't know, natural remedies Remedies, and none of them really worked. And I was pretty good about taking them when I was meant to take them. It's not like I'd take them one day and not take them the next. I was pretty consistent. But, you know, you Unlike give, a shower. You give it a, yeah, you give it a couple, you give it a couple months and if, it, if it's not working, then you, you kind of just stop. But anyway, I, I was getting to a point where I was pretty bad. I mean, I can pull up some photos. Oh, I've seen them. When you shaved your hair real short and you did some TV appearances, uh-huh. yeah, you look like Wilford Brimley. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I was done for, hair-wise. And I, I kind of was okay with it. I was like, this is just who I am and this is how it's going to be and I, and that's fine. I'm just not going to have hair. That's yeah. right. I, I grow facial hair and I'll keep that. Anyway, but I said, all right, last resort, I'm just going to try this keeps then. I can't remember where I saw it first, but I kept getting ads for it. And uh, so I said, you know what? Last resort. This is it. I'll throw the, you know, if, if this doesn't work, I'll throw in the white towel. And actually it did, it did. Work. So what is your regiment? I mean, what do you do? Do you have to take a pill? Is it a lotion? Is it a mousse? So you you get a pill. You uh-huh. take a pill once a day. Yeah. And then twice a day, you have uh, like a droplets, liquid, mm-hmm. one milliliter. So it's a few more, more than a few droplets, but on the crown. And then, so you do that after you shower in the morning or whenever you shower. And then right before you go to bed uh-huh. or, or towards the evening. And... Yeah, I'm telling you. It took now. It took probably three months to really kick in, but after about three months, it started to work. And then I got my friend Ben um, on it as well. He was kind of thinning up top, uh, up front, I should say, and it's worked for him too. So I'm just they're not they're not an advertiser, they're not a sponsor. We'd welcome them. Yeah, yeah, we would. They're national too. I think I think they're quite popular. Keeps. Keeps, and but I, just... I think there's a there's another thing called Roman as well that I've seen. Okay, similar, but uh-huh. I've used Keeps and it works, and it's like um, it's not too expensive. Here's the thing, though, I just cancelled my subscription. Why? It seems to be working. Because apparently you can buy the exact same products at the Costco. So next time I go to the Costco, I'm going to try and look for them. Okay, I'll let you know. Well, that's where I get uh, the Minoxidil, which oh. is. Rogaine, but it's just in a little mousse, and I do the same thing. I put it on in the morning and in the evening. I think they have the pill. Oh, I can't remember what the pill is. Huh. Uh, I'll figure it out. I'll look at it tonight when I get, or this afternoon when I get home, and I'll text it to you. All right. It seems like we have tackled a lot just in this first uh, segment. But I think hair loss is a serious conversation for many d- dads out there. Uh huh. You want to hear a stat? Yeah. 
According to the U.S. National Library of Medicine, more than 50% of all men over the age of 50 will be affected by male pattern baldness to some extent. Wow. Why do men lose hair? It seems to migrate down to your nose, your ears, and other places. You're getting hairy? Yeah. I don't have like a hairy back or a chest, but like right here, this thing right here. It's called near lobe? Yeah. Well, no, but the, 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 above oh, in the, the ear. Yeah. Hair's there. Just tucked away inside yeah. the little, okay. I was in the pool the other day and my son goes, hey, dad, there's something growing out of your nose. I go, yeah, it's hair. And he goes, well, get it out. <laughs> Is it okay? Do you buzz it? I pull it. And then I flick it out the window as I drive. Doesn't that, do you, oh, you pull it out with your fingers? Yeah. Ooh, it makes it, me sneeze. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, doesn't it tickle? No, I don't think that's tickling. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Hey, you're listening to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Dadtastic. I'm Casey Scott. I'm Tom Hackett. Wow, you stepped all over me. Yeah, man. boom, boom, boom. I love it. So normally when we come to the podcast, uh, our mission, if you will, is to bring <laughs> is to bring three things to the table. And I feel like I monopolized the first segment. No, I like that first segment because you know what? It was uh, it wasn't quite as comedic as maybe what we would normally be, but it was uh, serious. Yeah. Oh, did you hear that testy pop? Ooh. I'm 28 and I'm still getting testy pops. What do you guys call that? Oh, what? I don't even know what a testy pop what is. Did you just say? Maybe that's not appropriate. Like, what do you call it when you're a teenager? Eh? You speak like that. Oh, like when you hit puberty? Yeah, yeah come on. There's got to be. We call it when your voice kind of cracks, fluctuates and cracks. We call that testy pops, which I don't even know if I have to beep that. Yeah, no, I don't you know. know. I think I we mean, just move on. We just, yeah, it's just like, oh, somebody's going through puberty. Oh, you guys don't have a name for it. No. Oh. It's like, oh, we ah. do. We do. It's you, like, you could, I think it's you do. like, okay, say you're going to the gym and you have a bag of basketballs, but you drop your bag of basketballs. Yeah. So they dropped. Oh, right. Your basketball's dropped. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We were trying to walk people into it without actually saying it, but congratulations. That's my job. That's yeah. why I'm here. Yeah. Hey, uh, I got something for you. Okay. Uh, I, well, I have two things, and I'm, I'm kind of. All right, I'll, I'll go to the big one. Ooh. So, Kate and I fight about two things. Okay. And one of them I brought up on this podcast. The lights. Yeah. The lights are a big... And if you're really just fighting about lights, you're really not fighting. It's more arguing. Yeah. Like, turn the bloody lights off. Bickering. No. Yeah. Yeah. But, recently we've started arguing about... And this is big. This is... And I need some help. Okay. So, little bubbles. Mm-hmm. Your son. Yeah, he's he's six months this week. Mm-hmm. 
So, and he's starting to roll over. Right. Anyway, for a few months, you know, long story short, he will feed him and then he'll get sleepy and then he'll probably more often than not fall asleep in our arms Mm -hmm. and then we try and put him down for his nap, Mm -hmm. right? In his cot. And the problem we have is when he, when we put him down, he'll tend to wake up. If he's really tired, he'll fall back asleep. But there's a good chance he'll wake up and then kind of rustle. Anyway, Kate, my wife, will has a really hard time letting him cry. The fervor method. She thinks and claims that it's bad mentally for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm the opposite. And I'm like, I, I just let him cry. You know, just like what? No harm, no foul. Yeah, he's not in pain. He's just upset that we're not there with him. So there's this like, you know, it's like early onset separation anxiety creeping in for him. And if he cries, then he knows that you're going to come. And so if you come every time, then he just knows. It's like Pavlov's theory. He just, yeah. But Kate's whole thing is like mentally, I guess there are studies Mm -hmm. that she's found that say it's not good to let babies cry mentally for them. Wow. And so we're kind of stuck. Because I refuse, like, you know, I, I've got stuff i got to do during the day, you know, and I cannot, this is my whole argument, you know, if you were Kate, you'd be hearing this. Yeah. I say, look, I can't, I can't rock him to sleep, put him down, pick him up, rock him to sleep, put him down, pick him up, and eventually, hopefully, after the fourth or fifth time, he'll fall asleep. Because that's like, I mean, that's like an hour. Yeah, I got And you. feeding him's like 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. So that's like nearly two hours, you know, of tending to... F- to little bubbles when I don't, I just don't, I, I don't have that time. I'm sorry. So if you want to tend to him when he cries, be my guest, but I'm, I'm not going to see, <sighs> see, there's, this is, it's tricky. Well, you know, we were on uh, Lee Lonsberry show. Yes, we were. And if you remembered, I, sometimes I don't think you listen. He talked about this. Sometimes. Yeah. But he talked about this. They, they let the baby cry. Yes, I think a lot of people do. Yeah, but here's what I would suggest, and this coming from a guy who's divorced. So take that with a grain of salt. Okay. I think as parents, you've got to get on the same page because that's just going to be confusing to young bubbles because he thinks he can cry and mom's going to rescue him, and then he cries and dad doesn't come. So you've got to either figure it, you've got to get on the same page together because it's just hard for the kid. Do you know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Here's the problem, okay? There are, there's, a, there's a few other little tidbits of information that you need to hear. We have some good friends of ours mm-hmm. who have – they've got a two-year-old now, so he's a little older than, than Bubbles. But he they, they slept trained him. I don't even know what that means. Exactly. I didn't until they explained it to us. So essentially it's like a month-long process, and sometimes it can take longer. But you um, – so you put the baby down, awake – in a tired state. And this is, um, this is more for nighttime mm-hmm. as opposed to during the day. But um, at nighttime, they put him down. And the first night, if he cries, you're allowed to go in and tend to him. But you're not allowed to pick him up. And you have to calm him down by standing over the cot and you know what, doing whatever you – swaddling him, whatever it is. But Maybe put your hand on his tummy. and Put your dummy – put the dummy ba- or the binky back in. Uh-huh. Um, but you can't pick him up. The second night – you let him cry for five minutes, and then you go in and tend to him. The third night, a couple more minutes, eight minutes, you know, and it kind of goes on until it's like by the end of the month, you're looking at like 45 minutes, you know, let him cry for like 45 minutes, and then you go in and tend to him. And eventually what happens is he figures out he has to 
he has to fall asleep by himself. You can't rock him to sleep, and he knows that, you know, and maybe it'll take longer than a month. I'm sure every baby's different, but for, for our good friends, it took him about a month. And now he sleeps great, and they put him down, and he's, he's tired, and he doesn't really cry a ton. He just does his own thing, and then eventually we'll fall asleep. But Kate won't let him cry, so we can't, we can't use that method. It's hard to argue love. Because I, 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 I know Kate a little bit, and she loves this baby with all her might. And so when the baby needs love, she wants to give him love. So, that, I mean, that's, that's a hard fight to argue with your wife. Okay, yeah, very hard. And here's, here's my other um, – here's what else I'll say is, you know, we have one child. And so it's easy for us to tend to that one child mm-hmm. because that's all we have to tend for at the minute. We can fend for ourselves. But hopefully we'll have a few more children. You know, may, hopefully we'll have somewhere around three. I originally wanted five. There's no way I can handle five. Right. Yeah. The second I realized how much a plane ticket costs. That's the reason why? To Australia. Well, yeah, if I have five children and I'm looking at 1200 bucks a pop, like, come on, let's just do some quick, simple math. That's like close to 10 grand in plane. And, I, and if I would love to go home at least once a year. Yeah. I would love to because, you know, I love home. I want to see mum and dad. They want to see their grandparents. Come on, man. Like, that's a lot of money. Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. My my point is, if we have three children, and and one of them or two of them are crying, or three of them are crying, we're gonna. How are you gonna tend to three crying children with two parents? Well, you just do what you need to do. But I don't think they're all gonna be crying at the same time. You know, by the time you get child two and three, Bubbles is gonna be four or five and be able to go to bed by himself. So they're not all gonna be crying at the same time. But you brought up your mum. Did you call your mom and ask her what she did with you guys? No. Have you talked to Kate? Has she talked to her mom? How, what did her mom do? Because a lot of times that's just a learned behavior. You know, so that- my dad let us cry. I know my dad did. But my dad, was a, he was a hardworking man when we were younger. So he wasn't around the home a ton. Mom, was, mom had to – she had five kids. She had to stop working. So – because I'm not taking Kate's side. I'm not taking your side. You sound like you're taking Kate's I'm not, side. I can understand what Kate's where she's coming from because my ex-wife did that because I was like, ah, just. So your ex-wife didn't let him cry. No, no, no. As soon as those kids. Had your children turn out pretty good. Yeah, for the most part. Hmm. Yeah. And right now their sleeping habits are a little mess. What's wrong? Well. Me- uh What's wrong? Oh, no. Casey. You sound like you don't want to talk about this. So I sleep in the same bed with my daughter and my son. This is a th- – hold on. How many episodes are we in? What? They <laughs> sleep in my bed. They're, this is like – hold on a second. They Time sleep in, out. Time out. They sleep in my bed. I've never seen Casey so red in his whole life. No, I'm, and I'm okay with it. But I just knew your guys' reaction. No, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm good. Like, like in other countries, pe- they all sleep in the same bed. Whatever you want to do. I'm not here to judge because yeah. it's your house. Yeah. But like why the are you only bringing this up? What because are we, like seven episodes in? This is the first time we talked about sleeping and babies. Your 15-year-old sleeps in her own bed. Yeah. Presley. And the, yeah. And then Frankie and Bowden sleep, sleep in with, your bed. Yeah. And, the, and Frankie's going to move to her bed. She's, she's, she's already ready. She's like, hey, Dad, is it going to break your heart if I want to sleep in my own bed? And I go, no, not at all. She goes, are you sure? Because right when I got divorced, the kids never slept in there. But right when I got divorced, 
They, they, they were going through some tough times. And to be honest with you, I was going through some tough sure, times. Sure, 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 So we all just kind of would watch TV and fall asleep together, you know? And then it just continued. Yeah, and then it just continued. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't, I don't hate it. No, I mean, I, I... I mean, it looks like a car wreck every time I wake up in the morning. There's legs and arms everywhere, you know? <laughs> but... I have a question. Yeah. What happens if Leslie wants to stay over? Um, well, no, Leslie doesn't stay over. She has. Oh. She has. She jumps in there too? Yeah. So it's four. No, 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 because that would be weird. No, so if Leslie slept over, then they, they sleep in a different bed. The kids do. Yeah. You know. I would hope so. Wow, let's not go down that road. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I'm not. No, 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 no. People get it. People get it. Yeah. Yeah. But Leslie doesn't sleep over much. Uh-uh. And if we sleep over at Leslie's house, because we've had sleepovers there, they, you know, Presley sleeps on the couch, and then the two kids sleep in the guest bedroom. <laughs> but, yeah. So I'm maybe not the best guy to give you sleeping advice or parent advice for that matter. Do you, like, you were quite embarrassed to share that information. No, because... Yeah, you were. Well, what were you then? I'm not embarrassed. Well, then what were you? Well, I used to have a joke, but you can't say the joke anymore because of... It just doesn't play anymore. Yeah, yeah. The whole social climate. Probably <laughs> yeah. is, that's good. Let's not share so that. I, so I was going to say that, and then I was like, no. Look, I don't care. I, 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 it doesn't bother me. Well, I'm curious how many of our listeners, because like, ha, how many people sleep with? Oh, a lot. A I'm, lot. I'm I assuming get, there's an age that people get their kids And I think to. that's right where Frankie is at 12. I think she's like 12? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I think for women... I, don't, I mean, let's not get too graphic here, but around the age of 12, your body starts changing. Puberty. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably a pretty good time to... Yeah. My kids probably are going to hate that I'm talking about this. Well, but do they listen? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, okay. So uh, let's get back to your problem. Yeah, we, we kind of got sidetracked, but I, I liked where that went. Yeah. I think, and to kind of put a bow on it, mm-hmm. on that little... I think a lot of people would never admit that, so kudos to you. No, I'll admit it. Yeah, I know you will. I got but, a mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> but but there are probably a lot of people that, that do that. Yeah. So you need to get on the same page with your wife. You guys got to have an honest conversation. So how do we do it? I, you just got to go, we, we've got to figure this out because we're just confusing bubbles. Because you tend to his every need. I feel like I'm not doing that. And this is just we, – we, consistency is the key. You've got to be consistent. And right you now – told me that before. You guys aren't being consistent. Can I tell you, consistency is not easy, though. No, it's horrible. No, it's it, – Especially with everything that the world is throwing at us right now. So I think you need to come back and go – and do some research. I mean, find out about the fervor method. Find out what some of the lead uh, child she's psychologists are doing. She's done research and I haven't, which is also problematic. Because she's got some science behind it. And I did a quick little – yeah, I didn't find a ton, but I was not looking The fervor for method. I know it's a thing. Maybe That's, that's the big dilemma in the Hey, could in the you have our friend Lee Lonsberry give her a call? They he's, let him. They let their uh, child cry, huh? Yeah, and Lee's an educated man. He's smart. Got his own radio show on KSL News. Just say, hey, Lee, will you do me a favor? Give my wife a call. Talk her because he seems like he's smart. He does. My my whole thing is like again going back to when you have more than one child. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of where I because yeah, but they're not all going to be crying at the same time. Yeah, see, I disagree. When do you when do you think you're going to have another kid? 
At least nine months out. At right least. now. Yeah. At least. You know what I mean? So Bubbles is going to be two or three. Okay, but he, they cry at two or three. Mm. They cry. When do you stop crying? I cried yesterday. Did you? Yeah. What happened? I watched this old show called When Savannah Smiles. So you, Oh, you cried on the couch. Yeah. Wow. It's a good show. I, I can't tell you the last time I cried watching a show. Is that? I cry a lot. Watching television? Yeah. Really? I cry to songs. Sometimes really? Facebook will bring up memories and I cry. Oh, really? You're yeah. a sensitive soul. Yeah, I think And so. I guess I'm kind of sensitive too, but. Oh, when... right there. Look at her. It was filmed in Utah. And oh, they kidnap her, and then the kidnappers fall in love with her. It's a great show. How old are the kidnappers? Uh, one was named Bootsy, and I forget the other guy's what, name. Were they young? Yeah. That's, that's them? Bootsy. Yeah. Bootsy's the guy with the hat. They fall in love with her? The, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's a good show. It's not, it's not pedophilia. No. Well, I, I'm just trying to clarify. Yeah, no. Why would I be watching that? I don't know. It's a movie, so they kind of take it wherever they want. So my whole thing with television shows is when I'm watching a show mm-hmm. and it gets sad, then unless it's like ba- – so if it's based on a true story, I'm kind of in trouble and I, I might shed a tear or two. But um, I just always remind myself that it's not real. And as soon as I say this is just made up, it's just fiction. Yeah, but the feelings are real. Feelings are real. And then I stop. But you know what? Um, and I don't know if we've spoken about this on this show, but maybe maybe now's a good time, is I think, male or female, man or woman, I think you are a stronger person when you can cry. Yeah. And I think, and this is a dad show, but I, I, I do think, and I know a lot of women listen to this, but I think for men, there's a stigma that it's it's weak to cry. 100%. And I think... I, and I think the opposite. And you know what? I used to think that because that's kind of like, you know, the old way of doing things. Well, I remember being a kid and if you'd cry, my dad or somebody would go, are you crying? What are you crying about? I'll Tough give you up. something to cry about. Yeah. And you go, whoa. Yeah. That's not how it works anymore. No. And I like where we're at. Yeah. Society. I think we're in a much better place because I think it takes more for a man. And I, I'm just saying man because of the, the show, Dadtastic. But right. same thing can be said for women. I think it's more... F- it shows more, and you are a stronger human if you if you have the confidence to uh, to cry. It's not easy, man. It's hard to cry, but it's also healthy. I also think crying's healthy. Yeah, hold on a second. You're gonna call Leslie? No, I'm gonna call Yancey. Yance. Hey, we get. Can we get the Sasquatch story quickly as well? Yeah, he's my older brother. Little cowboy. Uh, what's up? Hey, you're on the podcast. Don't swear. How are you? Good morning. Hey, so Yancey, like out of you, me, and Ryan, who do you who do you think cries the most? I'm the crier. Well, see, I thought it was going to be me, but Yancey is a crier. I mean, he's a. Well, we both are. Here's the thing: we all wear our emotions on our sleeves. We always, if we're happy, you're going to know it because we're loud. But if we're sad, everybody's going to know it too because we want people to know. But we don't keep anything in. Hey, so I was just telling him that yesterday I watched the movie when Savannah smiles. Do you remember that show as a kid? A bit, yeah, yeah, I, that got me crying. Hey, real, qu- yeah, real quick. Uh, Tom wants to know: Do you really believe in Sasquatches? Tom, yeah, the real brother. Have They're you seen? Real. Have you seen one or it? I've been, I've been on a hunt where we had an experience. Have me on your show. I'll tell you all about it. We'll send chills <laughs> up your spine. 
How long does the story go for? It's a long story. So the other day when I didn't have a license, he picked me up to take me to Salt Lake, and I get in his car, and I go, what are you watching? He goes, oh, it's a podcast about Sasquatches. You should see it. It's amazing. I don't want to do any unnecessary plugs on your guys' show. No, go ahead. (laughs) I love you, big guy. Love you guys. Bye. He said that the story will send... Chills. Chills up your spine. Yeah. He was on a hunt. Yeah. Well, he's a redneck. His closet looks like a Cabela's threw up in it. I mean, see, he's that's got... cool. And he, can, he cries. Yeah. Oh, see, that, see, that's unique, man. I'm telling you. And, and this is a guy who will shoot deer, will shoot elk, will shoot pheasant, chuckers, fish. I mean, it, it, I mean this is a rugged outdoor dude. Yeah. See, I, 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 I respect that a lot. I, and I hope a lot of people do because I, I just... I think there are too many men case out there that don't want to cry because it's a sign of weakness. And I'm like, get up, get off your high horse, man. Let it out. It's okay to cry. It's good to cry. It's healthy. All right. We're going to give you some time to dry your eyes. You're listening to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. Hey, welcome back to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. Tom, I got a bone to pick with you. Please. So when we get the analytics, and when I say analytics, that means the stuff that how many people are listening to this podcast, how many mm-hmm. people it's reaching, uh, and there's some interesting information in there. But one of the things I can do is I can go down mm. and I can see which states are listening to this podcast, mm. which countries are listening mm. to this podcast. Mm. And, you know, you're somewhat a, a celebrity from your hometown, you know, uh, you know, went on to play at the University of Utah, had a cup of coffee in the NFL, as you like to say. You know how many people listen to this podcast in Australia? Probably just the Hackett household. Five. Yeah, that's, that's five the people, Hackett man. <laughs> that's my uh, four siblings and mum and dad share. <laughs> do you think listen you to c- it in bed? <laughs> do you think you could to ask them to do some sharing down there and say, "Hey, look, I could probably do that." You yeah. know what I mean? Because I feel like. Um, we could really use some love down under. I, I reckon you're, you're – so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Are they not happy you're doing this podcast? No, no, no. I think they are. What think do you are. think your hometown is most proud of? It's a city. Okay, whatever. It's a big city. I'm just saying. It's Melbourne. It's six million people strong, so it's far from a town. Okay. But um, say that question again. I, I, I what, are, what, what accomplishment do you think your city is most proud of? Probably the coffee. The coffee? Yeah. The coffee in the NFL? Oh, for me? Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about my city. Oh, what? your city's known for its good coffee? Good coffee. And really good Italian food. Like when your mom and dad yeah. are, are, are bragging about our son, mm. our son Tom who lives in the States. And people are like, oh, what's Tom up to these days? See, here's the thing. Though. Do they still brag, though? Uh, not anymore. That's where I was going. It's not about me. Why? Do you have other famous siblings? It's about bubbles. Oh, it's all about bubbles now, and that's fine. That's good. You know, whatever. It's it's the first grandchild for them, so I get it. And they don't get to they don't get to hold him or be with him, which must be really hard for them. And it's hard for us too, because I'd love for them to be able to be with him more than they can. But when we talk on the phone, like yesterday, for example, we got our um, my sister in law, so bubbles little uh, bubbles auntie, gave us this. Uh, toy, I guess, where you sit him in it, mm-hmm. and it's got stuff all around him, and oh, he yeah. can't go to town. Right? A saucer. And it kind of bounces a little bit. Oh, yeah. He loves it, right? Oh, they're great. And like we can just put him in there, and like guaranteed 30 minutes, we're good. Yeah. And then maybe he'll get a little upset, but 
Loves it. Anyway, I'm on the fa- I'm on the fa- uh, FaceTime to mum and dad, and I put him in that thing, show him in there, and then I go do my own thing. I think I was getting dinner ready or something, and um, and they're like, "Well, is Freddie is Freddie okay? Can we go back and and I'm like, "Oh, you want to see? Oh, you want to see Bubbles again? You want to see little Fred star? And they're like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. Enough about me. Yeah, let's. I'll just put my I'll just put dinner on hold. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't mind dinner. I didn't." I don't have to eat anyway, and uh, we'll just go look at, you know, the six-month-old in the next room, whacking toys. But that's fun. that's kind of where it's at. Mm. Are you a little jealous? No, I wouldn't say I'm jealous, because well, I was the favorite for so long. Ask my brothers, they'll tell you. Because and- I, was, I, I was on the other side of the world doing something different. You know what I mean? And so that, I guess, dinner time conversation for, so, for a long period of time was about me. And my brothers and my sister just sick mm, of great. it. Great. What's Tom doing now? Yeah, like, who cares what Tom's doing? He's not here. Let's forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> but mum and dad loved it. And now it's all about bubbles. bubbles I which is, it. I, it makes sense, right? But I, yes, I will do my best. What I was going to say, though, is a lot of my friends, so we both live in Utah, um, Salt Lake City, basically. And for anybody that listens to this podcast, does it say that anybody... From outside of this state listens? Yeah, we've got some in California, some Montana, Idaho, Wyoming. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, not a ton, but I mean, we're just, we're we're new. We're growing. And hopefully we get, you know, broader. But for those that are out of the state would maybe not understand Utah. And that is um, that it's, it's different, I guess, is the easiest way to put it, right? Are you trying to talk about the Mormons? Well, like, yeah, they got that the church yeah. involvement and, and all that good stuff. But um, I can't remember where I was going with this. It's okay. I, you know, trying to explain Utah to people outside of the state is a little rough because oh, you I always get asked going. about, you know, the LDS religion, fry sauce, green jello, the 2002 right. Olympics. What I was getting at is I'm 28 and I'm married and I now have a child. And out of my entire friendship group back home in Australia, mm-hmm. I, was, I was only the second person to get married. And there was like 30 of us, a pretty large group of, of boys that would hang, we'd all hang out. And I was only the second person to get married, and I was 27 when I did that. And I'm the only person with a child. I'm the mm. only one. Wow. And I'm 28. And so all my friends are 28. And they're all single. Just I guess they up. have girlfriends, but you know, none of them are married besides one other guy, and I think he's now divorced, so he may as well be single. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like, so my point is, like, Maybe the reason behind because they can't relate, Case. Well, I don't know about that, but maybe you could get those 30 to give us a listen and do a share. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm not, we're not asking for much. No, yeah. yeah. I, people go, what's the podcast about? I go, give us an hour, we'll give you a smile. Money back guarantee. That's, that could be our um, catchphrase. Yeah, but that's- Give us I mean, an hour, we'll give you a smile. Money back guarantee. I don't know if we need the uh, money back guarantee. Well, the joke is they're not giving us any money. It's free. Hey, so I was- um. Are we done? Yeah, okay. sure. <laughs> yeah. You always gotta be you always gotta make sure. I was uh over at the in laws uh-huh. last Sunday and I hadn't done the dishes for a while. So we eat we go over there most Sundays and we eat outside and um because I think it's safer during the pandemic. They're older too, so we wanna be careful. Anyway, whatever. I hadn't done the dishes in a while. So I was doing the dishes. Uh after a feed. It was good too, we had burgers. Ooh. And they were patties, local Utah patties. Mm. I had a double. Mm. Yeah, good. 
Uh, but I was doing the dishes, and I uh, they had a, a dishwasher that was um, full. It was clean, so I had to empty it. And I was emptying the cutlery, or the uh, knives and forks. Mm-hmm. The silverware, as you guys call it. And you know what I noticed? What? They put their silverware in the wrong way. Do you? And I want to know what you do. So you're supposed to put it all with the tines and the forks up, I believe. No! Yeah, which seems no! counterproductive because, yeah. No! What are you talking about? You put it all down there face down yes. and when it spins. If there's food on it, it all gets stuck in there. Bloody don't let their food be on there. But this is my whole... And this is where I was going with this. Mm-hmm. When you empty a dishwasher, because the, the emptying the dishwasher is the most important part of the entire process because it's clean. Okay. When you put dirty stuff away, it doesn't matter because it's dirty. Mm-hmm. But when it's clean, you have to be careful. If you put them so that the, the, the spikes of the fork yeah. or the blade of the knife is facing up, yeah. then you grab that. You grab the part that you put in your mouth... Right. And it's clean. Now it's dirty. If you if your hands aren't clean, and by the way, like nobody knows when their hands are all that. You can wash you can wash your hands, they still might not be that all that clean anyway. I don't know. You you've got to put the this is my whole thing. You've got to put them with the with the fork and the blade down so that you can grab the handle. That, Am I crazy, Josh? No, that's that's kind of making sense. Is that sense. a valid point? Kind of. I was blown away. And, and I've told them, you can't be putting them in like that. Hmm. Put them in the other way, please. Because I feel uncomfortable emptying the dishwasher. Hey. Hey, you're on the podcast. Please don't swear. What's going on? Just working. Hey, so Tom brought this conversation to the table. And I know we talked about it maybe a year and a half ago. But when you're putting silverware in the dishwasher, do, do the spikes and the tines go up or do they go down? I say down. That's what Tom... Do you want me to ask the hive? Yeah, ask the hive. That's all the girls that she works with. They're a hive. They get in everyone's business and think they can solve everything. Love it. Love it. They're, they're absolutely crazy. We need crazy. the hive. No, the hive's crazy. Uh, when you're loading silverware, spikes up or down? Oh, spikes up. Uh, That's Joni. She's crazy. <laughs> oh, really, Casey? <laughs> I didn't know it was on speaker. Sorry. <laughs> well, you're on the podcast. They're going to hear it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about Ken's? What'd she say? She says that. Mm. But so here's what. what I, okay, real what quick, I... and then we'll let you go. Tom says you need to put them down because if you put them up, you're grabbing the part that's going to go in people's mouths. There's that, and have you ever gotten a spoke under your uh, fingernail? <sighs> Ouch! So it's a hazard. Only in prison. All right, we'll let you guys go. Bye. <laughs> See, but I think that's something that we could okay. go to Facebook okay. and ask people. See, now this is pro- this is good because well, now I feel like we're getting somewhere. I'm we're only in the, 40, the 45th minute. Yeah, but we finally made inroads today. Oh, man, I think we're doing wonderful on our promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you. I hate you. Hey, uh, I got one more thing for you. Okay. Um. Is it fair to say that you wash your hands more now than you've ever done? 100%. Oh. Josh, you just sh- shook your head. You don't wash your hands more now than you did before pan- the pandemic? It's complicated because I drink a lot of water. So therefore what? I have to go to the bathroom a lot. So I, I would say I, I wash my hands. So are you saying you don't wash your hands after every bathroom use? 
No, I do. I'm just saying I have to wash my hands probably like 10 times a day because I'm going to the bathroom so often. But oh. you've been doing that for a while. I've been doing it forever. So he's always washed his hands a lot, I guess, is where he's getting at. So, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't wash my hands after every toilet use. Oh, I'll, I know people in this building who don't wash their hands specifically, but they're very, like, anti-vax. I think sometimes it depends on if it's one or two. Well, certainly. I mean, look, I, 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 I wash my bloody hands after a deuce. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, Come yeah. on. But, yeah. like, yeah, just a quick little tinkle. <laughs> no harm, no foul. Now, here's the other thing is if I'm, you know, back in the day when we used to come to work, uh-huh. always wash my hands at work. Yeah. Because you share the bathroom with so many people. Yeah. Come I got on. You. Yeah. But at home, and I'm like, oh, nobody's used this bathroom besides my wife in uh, probably a couple of weeks because we haven't had anyone over. Then, yeah, we're fine. You know? yeah. Like, well, I, I'm a big fan of, um, like, uh, the sanitizer. So would you, like, if I went to the bathroom and there was a choice between washing your hands and sanitizing, you're taking the sanitizer every time. Every time, yeah. Oh. Because then I don't have to touch the sink handle. I don't have to touch anything else. Just pump, good to go. But that's the thing. Are you good to go? Like kills ninety nine point nine percent of the germs. Do you believe that? I don't think so. Because when with like COVID, everyone's telling you to wash your hands more than sanitizer. Kills ninety nine point nine nine percent of germs. This says, this is a germax. Good enough for me. Kills germs in fifteen seconds. Uh, let's see what the alcohol content is, because supposedly that's what you meant to look at, and I don't see it on here. I don't know. So I, I feel like I feel like everybody's washing their hands a little bit more. I think they should have been doing it all along. But I think, you know, the CDC is saying masks and hand washing is our best defense against COVID. Tom, how many times did you say you shower a week? Two to three? Uh, no, sorry. What? I shower every day. Oh, okay. But I, I wash my hair every two to three. Josh nearly just set me up there. Yeah. Did you see that? I was that? just trying to figure out the math on it. So Did you think we were talking about how many times I showered? I mean, hey, I, I don't know. Okay, you, you brush your teeth at the first time at nighttime. Okay. Well, yeah, that was a little disgusting. I'm sorry. I had people say, "Is that true?" I well, it was just a couple of days because my um, pattern or my daily routines were, were off. Yeah, I, no, I get that. I'm not judging. But you. I now brush my teeth after I eat food and have a cup of joe. That's perfect. Which is what I think you should do, as opposed to wake up, brush, eat, drink. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to take this conversation to Facebook. We're going to ask, do you put your silverware up or down? We're going to get a general consensus. And then whatever that Facebook says, we're going with. No, I'm not going to follow. What do you mean? I'm stubborn. I am set in my way. I'm 28, and I'm putting my foot down, much like I am with bloody bubbles crying. I'm not going to go in there. Uh-huh. And tend to his every need. But see, then I think you're going into a relationship all wrong because we are in a relationship. There's a give and take. And you can't just be you. I mean, we've got to learn to grow together. I'm going to have a really hard time putting the blades up. Is this what re- like couples therapy is like? Yeah, I've been there. Mm. Have you? Yeah. Mm. Where were you going with the two to three? I just wanted to know the like level of cleanliness that we were reaching when you weren't washing your hands from the bathroom. I, like not like we're sharing a lot of like high fives and handshakes. But All right, you you want to know something? Oh, yes. Here we go. You want to know something? Mm-hmm. I think much like the conversation we had earlier. I think with the crying. I think 
99.99% of men, much like the germs, I don't think men wash their hands after every toilet. No, I, th- I agree with you. I just don't. I, and I think a lot of them will claim that they do. And I think they don't. And in fact, you know, I'm willing to die on that sort. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, and so I'm putting myself out there on the chopping block to be crucified. And there are thousands, millions of men out there that won't do that because they're cowards. Wow. You, you took that to a whole new level. I did. Because you know what? I think people need to be truthful. And I think you need to, you need to be confident in the way you, you, you approach every day. Case. I'm in. And if you are going to make a decision, then you stand by that decision. Even if it's wrong? Well, even if it's wrong. Oh. And I think, granted, look, I do think that you should wash your hands every time you go to the toilet. You should. You should, yeah. But does it happen? No. And that's the world we live in. And that's the world we live in, and I think more people need to own it. And you've been listening to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. One washes their hand, the other's Tom. I don't like that ending. (laughs) Dadtastic is a KSL podcast. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.